Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less. Realistically, it's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today, we are going to do a little declutter with me type of episode. I often have listeners reach out and tell me that they enjoy decluttering while listening and while you don't need me to be talking about decluttering my own space while you do that, 
I think it's fun to do that every once in a while. So today's episode is specifically going to be about a certain area of the home. Now, a couple of years ago, I did like room by room decluttering episodes, and this is pretty similar, but I think I'm going into a lot more detail than I did back then. And what I'm going to do with this episode is walk you through my space of whatever space we're talking about. Today, we're going to talk about the living room and the dining room because mine just happens to be together. So we're just talking about both. But I'm going to walk you through my space. I'm going to walk you through what is there. And I'm also going to walk you through just like thinking about brainstorming your own space to help you with a jumping off point for decluttering, whether you are like just tidying up or doing a maintenance declutter or full on decluttering the whole thing. I'm also going to talk about just what systems work in our space, what storage works in our space, and hopefully, no matter if you need to declutter or not, this is just a fun way to get new ideas for your own space. And then, of course, we will end with a word on contentment and gratitude. I have wanted to make one solo episode a month just on how a minimalish life looks for us and what is working for us in our minimalist journey. And so that is what this is. This is kind of a starting point to making one episode a month that. And each month I will have at least one of the solo episodes dedicated to just kind of practical how minimalist living looks for me, what is working for us. And I will start that by doing a little room by room. And the goal is that these are just episodes you can put on in the background as you declutter or tidy up or do whatever it is around the house that you need to do and then gain ideas in the process. Of course, I am always on this journey, so I am far from perfect, but it is fun to share ideas with you. And if you have ideas, if you have things that work like today in your living room, since that's what we're talking about, please reach out to me and tell me what they are because I love to gain ideas from you as well. All right, let's dive in. We are starting in the living room, even though I think this can be like kind of an overwhelming space if you are just starting out on your decluttering journey. But we are starting here for these episodes because my daughter and I just did a little living room declutter yesterday and it is fresh on my mind. But the living room can be a big task. Whether it's a large area for you in your home or just a small one, it's often a high traffic area. And over the past five years, we've had three different living room situations <laughs> because we have moved multiple times. Um, the first one, we had a small living room that was just kind of like closed in and again, small. We had an open concept living room where the living room flowed right into the dining room and kitchen. There was no separation at all. And the living room itself was kind of like the living, the space for the living room was kind of small, somewhat of an awkward shape, although it felt very open because it was attached to like everything else. And now our current living room, it's pretty big. It's kind of like a multi-purpose room, family room type of deal. And for us, it is the dining room and the living room. So I've had lots of experience in different types of living rooms. And today, what I think we should start with is kind of taking stock or taking inventory. 
into what is currently in your living room and also what your living room currently feels like, what your current living room is used for. So what is your current living room used for right now? What is the purpose of it as is? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your living room. Like look around it. What is currently going on in there? Okay, so maybe pause if you are really decluttering with me through this and maybe pause and think about that. Maybe even write it down because eventually we're going to talk about what we want our space to be used for. But what is it currently used for? For us, this is the room that we spend the most time in throughout the day. We eat here, we relax as a family and watch TV here, and we eat here because our dining room table is in here. But we also like eat snacks on the couch and stuff. But either way, the kids play in here. Um, we also have a closet and an entryway type of area in this room. So we have some storage in here, and then we have just your typical living room, like relax, enjoy, play, and then we have our dining area, all in one room. So what is going on in your living room? What do you currently use it for? And then I want you to scan your room and take inventory of every single space, every single thing that you store in here, every single like little pile that's hiding in the corner or storage that is behind closed doors. Like what is actually going on in your living room right now? Make this list so that you have a list that you can work from and maybe circle the things that need attention. Whenever we were moving, I found it so useful to make lists of like every little thing that needed to be gone through to declutter and pack. And so now when I am decluttering, I kind of think about it in the same way, like list it all out, all of the little sections, and then really think about what actually needs to be done here. What I, Cause obviously you're not going to need to declutter every little section, but what I wanna do is give you a little tour of my living room section by section to kind of let you in on what we store here, what we do here. And I'll also tell you like what works for us and what doesn't work for us in a little bit. But first, I'm just gonna bring you into my living room, tour you around. Okay, so going from right to left, because typically we enter, enter our living room and can see the right side first, so why not? Going from right to left in our living room, we have a bay window that houses Gemma's little garden that she's growing. We've got like a strawberry plant and then just some other plants that she brought home from preschool. So that's our little bay window. We've got plants on the windowsill. And then we have our table over here, um, our dining room table and a buffet type thing that came with the house that we just decided to keep. It also matches the table. And in that buffet, we have quite a few things stored in there. We have a junk drawer situation happening over there. Um, we store our coffee and tea in the drawers here. And then we store paper plates and other hosting things. I also have a shallow bin in this buffet that is a dumping zone for school papers or coloring pages that Gemma makes. And then we go through that periodically and decide what to keep and what we can toss. On top of the buffet, like on the surface of it, we use it as a little coffee bar. 
moving to the left, we have a little kind of nook between the fireplace and the buffet where we have some toys. So we have just like a wicker basket of some frequently used toys. And then we have this little very bright colored, somewhat obnoxious Fisher Price like camper thing that Juna got for her birthday. It's actually cute, but it's just, it's not like typical living room decor that I would choose, but she loves it and we keep it out at all times for her. Then we have a air purifier, air doctor air purifier, and we have our fireplace. Facing our fireplace is our couch and our nugget. If you don't know what a nugget is, it's basically just a kid's couch that can be configured into like forts and other things. And we actually use that nugget couch. We stack it up on top of each other um, and use it as an ottoman when it is not in use as some kind of fort or tent. We have a little storage bench that is built into the house and in that storage bench area we keep our bags so like my diaper bag any school bags and then we have this big awkward closet that it could be a coat closet if it wasn't so tall that you had to like crawl into it and I'm a very short person so we can't use it for that so what we decided to do is we use it as our little family game closet so we store our games in there and puzzles on a shelf and then the rest of the closet is just extra storage for toys that the kids like to play with in this room i do not like to keep a lot of toys in there but there are a few extra toys in there on that side of the living room there also is an entry into the house so you have to kind of go up steps to get in here but there are the stairs and then right at the top of the stairs which is in our living room. I hope that doesn't, that's not confusing. If you want to see pictures, I will post pictures on Instagram so that you can see them. So, and I have posted pictures of this room on Instagram, so you can look and have a visual. I am at Desiree.Endries. But we have a little like three shelf bookshelf and it's a standing bookshelf. And we put baskets on there that we store our most used shoes in. The rest of our shoes are on a shoe rack in the garage. And then we also have like a built-in bookshelf and a built-in other little shelf in this room. So we just store books on there. We have a couple of pieces of decor on the walls, but other than that, that is it for our living room. That is what is stored in here. I think I forgot to mention that by our buffet, in between our buffet and the wall, because it is close to a wall, I do have a basket that is on the floor that I kind of use as a mail drop zone. And I actually do not like that basket drop zone at all. It is not organized and I lose things in it. So I'm looking for a different situation for our mail. So that's one of the things that isn't working. So our living room right now, as it is, feels very uncluttered. Like we do have a junk drawer, but I, my process with junk drawers is to deal with them when I can no longer open them. That's just, that's just what I do. I deal with them when they get out of hand. They are a junk drawer for a reason. We use junk drawers in our house. We are not afraid of them. So we have, this is our main junk drawer, but we do have one other drawer that's kind of like a multi-purpose drawer. It's definitely not as cluttered as this one, 
But yeah, right now, like it does not need dealt with. I don't feel like anything in this room really needs uncluttered or restructured or resituated other than that male situation that I just mentioned. A couple of things that I want to mention. So I, I said we keep shoes at the top of the steps that like enter into our living room. Think of it kind of like a split level home, even though it's not. That's just how the steps kind of feel when you walk into the living room. Um, we don't keep our coats up here. We keep coats on a hanger by the door, which is down those steps. And also blankets. We keep blankets in that same closet where we keep the toys. So those are just a couple of things that I wanted to mention that I realized I didn't mention on the first tour around the room. But that is pretty much it. That is what we keep in this room. If you haven't taken inventory of your living room yet, I hope you'll pause the episode, if you're decluttering with me at least, I hope you'll pause the episode and take inventory. I hope my living room inventory helped you kind of feel invited into my space. (laughs) Maybe it gave you ideas. Maybe it made you feel less alone that you also store toys in your living room, which might not be like the fanciest living room decor, but they are there and this is our season. A goal of mine is always to get outside more, but being real with myself, we do spend a lot of time indoors and Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors breathing around 30,000 gallons of air daily. According to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it could be 100 times more polluted. Data shows that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world. Personally, my family and I live by a pretty busy road and all of us struggle a little bit with environmental allergies. And I can honestly feel such a difference since we have implemented some solutions, namely one solution, and that is using an Air Doctor air purifier. Air Doctor is the air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so your lungs don't have to. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested and it removes 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses and virtually 100% of particles. I can personally tell the difference with our air purifier when it's running versus when it's not. My daughter's allergy symptoms have not been as bad when we keep that thing running. And it's a huge difference from how she was feeling before we got it. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MINIMALISH. Depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use promo code minimalish. Now that we have taken inventory and really thought about like what is currently going on in our living room, what it is currently used for, and what is currently there, now it's time to think about what we actually want for our living room. What is the purpose of this space? Like, What is the ideal purpose of this space for you and your family? Since we're decluttering together, I'm going to share ours. And this isn't just to consider what we are going to declutter out of this room, but also what is going to stay. So for us, I want our living room and dining room to be cozy. I want it to feel peaceful 
So it needs to be as uncluttered as possible. I want it to be welcoming. I want it to be a place where we spend time relaxing and learning and playing together. It is the biggest, most open space in our home. So we are all naturally drawn to this area, not only for just like the typical living room things like sitting and watching TV or reading, and not only the typical dining room things, because again, our dining room is in here, like eating at the table. Those are the obvious things that would happen here. But my kids, especially my five-year-old, she prefers to play in here. We do have a small playroom and it's great for our other toys and kids books and the things that we have in there. But I will say probably like 75% of the playtime happens in this room, building forts, just playing with the small amount of toys that we do have in here. So that is what it's currently used for. But it's also what I decided, even though the toys in here can drive me crazy when they become a mess all over the floor and just the fact that we have other space for play and for the toys to be what I realized is if this is where I like to be and this is where my kids like to be then this is going to be a space where it's not going to be tidy all day long I would love for this to be a tidy space all day long that I could just walk in here and relax and feel like oh it's not a mess right but that's just not my season and so if I kind of restructure it that way in my mind and realize that, no, I want this to be a, play, a space where we can relax. I also want it to be a space where my kids feel free to play. So I've had to decide that it's okay, that there's a, going to be some mess on the floor throughout the day and we're going to keep toys in here. Because if it's the cozy space where we can all be together, then in this season where I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, it's also going to involve play. As for like the dining area and table, this has been a little bit of a pain point for me because what I want is for this to be a space that is easy to clear off. Surface clutter gets to me more than any other clutter. Like even I should say surface mess. You can have toys on the floor that I have to walk over. That doesn't bother me nearly as much as if there is just like a pile of craft stuff on the table and mail stacked up and whatever else and like dishes from throughout the day on the table that gets to me that stresses me out so this has been a little bit of a pain point for me but what I want for this table and being honest it is going to get messy throughout the day but what I want more than anything is for this to be an easy to clear off space so I think the main thing when it comes to keeping a decluttered living room for us is to have lots of open space for play and tidy surfaces and for it to be an easy to tidy space at the end of the day. So not that it's always going to look tidy when you walk into it throughout the day, but at the end of the day, it's easy to pick up. That is kind of our ideal living room situation in this season. What is yours? What do you want for your living room? If you need to pause and really think about that, because I think it's so important to really have an ideal image in our heads of what this room could be. Think, of it, think about it like with your current furniture, with your current wall colors, all of that, even though those things can be changed, we're just looking at if we remove some stuff from the room, what could it be? What would be the most ideal situation? What is most important for this room for you? Moving forward, in light of what you want your space to be, what isn't working in your space right now? And again, this is going to go back to when you took stock, when you took inventory of your living room. 
And what I'm going to do right now is just give you a list of some things that I think can be common issues in the living room or things to think about that might be adding to the clutter that might not be like the most obvious things right away. So the first one I think that is common in living rooms is do you have too much furniture? Sometimes our living room can just feel cramped and cluttered if we have a lot of furniture shoved into one room. Have you accumulated one too many end tables? Or maybe you have a large chair that is super comfy, but it's just like taking up way too much space. If you store toys in the living room, are they easy to tidy up? Are there too many of them, too many toys? Um, does that part of your space drive you crazy? And are the kids actually playing with what is there? So it's not that we want to eliminate toys from the living space. For many of us, toys in the living room is a reality, but rather that we're looking at how much of them is necessary and also which of them do your kids actually play with and what can we, we don't even have to get rid of it if you don't feel ready to get rid of it, but put it somewhere else if they're not playing with it in that current space. Okay, so the biggest thing that I have noticed about the living room and any area in the house, really, I mentioned that flat spaces, flat services are really a struggle for me because if they're cluttered, like my kitchen countertop, for example, or my dining room table, these flat spaces being cluttered really stress me out more than any other clutter in my house. Like leave a basket of laundry in the middle of my kitchen for days. I don't even care but my countertops cluttered is gonna drive me crazy. So speaking of the living room, are there flat surfaces in your living room that just attract clutter? In our previous home, we had a very large coffee table that we very much liked, but it attracted so much clutter. We would just set things on it and they would never get put away. So we got rid of it instead. And that also opened up a lot of play space. So no, we do not have a coffee table because we are not allowed to have a coffee table. We cannot use it correctly. We, it does not function well in our space. But that doesn't mean a coffee table is bad, obviously, if those work for you, if you have them and you love them, that's great. But I'm just saying it's something to think about that flat surfaces tend to attract clutter. So what can you do if that's your situation and if it's driving you crazy, what can you do to eliminate that? Sometimes you don't have to be as drastic as getting rid of those flat surfaces, but rather just having a better system for the things that are typically getting dropped there. So flat surfaces might be a great place to declutter. And maybe it's not just a flat surface. Maybe somewhere else or something else in your living room or dining area has become a drop zone and then you can't even use it what it's for what it's meant for. One way to kind of deal with that is to find a different place for the things that are commonly getting dropped there. Like if mail and schoolwork is typically getting dropped on the dining room table and never moved from there and now like half of your dining room table is just paper, find a different system that might work or a different place where you can store that stuff. Like right now our mail in the basket in the corner, it's not ideal, but at least it's not on the table. And then our school stuff is in a bin, like school papers, things like that, like I said, in our buffet. So those are just a couple examples of how we do it, but there are plenty of ways to find different places for these things that might be cluttering up a flat surface of some sort in your living room. Also, entryway areas. Entryway areas tend to be cluttered 
closets can turn into places that we like shove stuff into to hide them when guests come over. And honestly, I'm all for that. Use your closet to just shove stuff into and hide it. But if you do that over and over again and never really deal with like the things that you don't need anymore, then it just becomes an overwhelming space that you have to declutter eventually. So I say use it to hide stuff, but use it to hide the stuff that you actually have. Like our closet is used to hide our toys. Like I'll throw all the toys in there if someone's coming over and we're not having kids play in here, then I'll just shove all the toys in there. Or if I do have like a couple of pieces of clutter (laughs) that I need to shove in there, that's fine. But I take it back out and deal with it. So think about that. Like if you have a closet that is full of clutter and believe me, I have had these closets plenty of times. I will have them again. It happens, but it's just something to think about when we are going through and decluttering. Okay. So again, what isn't working? Think about it. Those were just some ideas of things that might not be working to kind of get you there. What isn't working that will give you a jumping off space for what needs decluttered and how you can reconfigure your living room and make it into the space that you want it to be. And again, this is not to get us to a place of perfection because sometimes things that we feel like, okay, this is not working because I don't like it. Sometimes it stays anyways. Like for us, the toys, I mentioned this already, they stay because this is our season. As you've thought about what isn't working in your living room, I hope it's given you more ideas of what to declutter or where to start if you feel overwhelmed in this space. When you do declutter these things that aren't working, be ruthless about it. Get things out of your house as fast as you can. Of course, donate things that can be used again, but there are times when if we're feeling so overwhelmed, we just need to get this stuff out as fast as we can, and that's okay. It's not okay if we're constantly doing that and we're doing it over and over. But like if this is your first time through, I just want you to not feel bad about that. And then if there are things that you don't feel ready to donate yet, put it in some type of holding space that is not in your living room because we are working on this space right now or whatever space you're working on. I I realize that you might be working on a different space in your home while you listen to this episode. But if there are things that you're just not ready to get rid of, I just want to mention like find a holding space for it. Put an expiration date on it. 30 days. If you don't even think about it or don't even use it, come back to it. Set yourself on a, a, a like calendar reminder. Come back to it and deal with it then after 30 days if you haven't thought about it or if you have thought about it and you've used it since then, then make a decision on it. Those are just a couple of decluttering tips and reminders that work for me. If right now your living room is a space that stresses you out and that makes you feel like there are a lot, just like a lot of decisions you need to make. If when you walk into your living room, you feel like a to-do list is made in your brain, I don't want you to have to feel that way. Our living room doesn't have to make us feel that way. And first and foremost, our mess, our stuff, like it should not contribute to our self-worth. You are not wrong. You are not bad because you have clutter in your living room or messes anywhere in your house. There's not something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're lazy or you're not doing enough. That's just really important to me that we are clear on that. But our spaces can make us feel stressed out and can make us feel like 
okay, I want to come and relax on the couch, but like now that I'm, I'm just looking at all the mess in here and it's making me feel like I have so much to do still. Decluttering our living room can free us from that feeling a little bit. And we all deserve to have peaceful spaces to be able to relax in at the end of a long day or to be able to play in and enjoy together all day. Right now, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, LifeMD. LifeMD is healthcare without the system. It's an online virtual medical provider that takes the hassle, expense, discomfort, and confusion out of seeing a doctor and getting the care you need. When you sign up to become a LifeMD member, you can get doctor expertise, diagnoses, prescriptions, lab referrals, and more 100% online, right from your computer or smartphone. Visit lifemd.com now or download their app and see why LifeMD is transforming American healthcare. At our previous home, my husband and I really struggled with finding a PCP that had reasonable appointment wait times and were able to schedule for somewhat urgent needs anytime soon. We've all experienced the headache that is the current healthcare system. With LifeMD, you don't have to worry about any of that. One of the best parts about LifeMD is how affordable and transparent their pricing is. You'll pay up to 90% less for lab orders and prescription medications, and that's huge. And get this, the average LifeMD patient saves about $892 a year on healthcare. LifeMD is your source of treating urgent concerns, getting annual checkups, and dealing with chronic conditions like diabetes, asthma, allergies, and obesity. They even offer FDA-approved weight loss drugs for patients that qualify. And rest assured, their patient platform and app is state-of-the-art and makes getting help simple. All you have to do is select your symptoms, pick your preferred doctor, and LifeMD does the rest. LifeMD is the simplest way to get healthcare you need where and when you need it. Become a LifeMD member today for on-demand video visits with a doctor, unlimited messaging with your LifeMD care team, and so much more. Membership plans start at a little more than a dollar a day, so don't wait. Visit lifemd.com slash minimalish to get started and experience the difference of virtual healthcare. That's lifemd.com slash minimalish. I also want to thank Organifi. If you've ever struggled with like the 2 p.m. slump that usually gets to me, then Organifi is your friend. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving. Like Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. Or Organifi Red Juice, the one that is your friend if you experience the 2 p.m. slump. (laughs) It's a superfood punch that increases energy without the caffeine and only 2 grams of sugar. I am personally a huge fan of the red juice. I just love to use Organifi red juice on those days when I need an extra boost of energy to get me through the rest of the day because I don't like to have a second cup of coffee unless I want to be keeping myself up late at night. Plus, it has extra added health benefits as well. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go. And they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to be less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Head over to www.organifi.com minimalish and use code minimalish for 20% off your entire order. That's www.organifi.com minimalish and use code minimalish for 20% off your entire order.
I feel kind of proud of where our living room is at these days, but I always do kind of have to keep a careful eye on the space because it is so high traffic and toys are brought in and not returned to the playroom. And though we let some live here, an abundance of them can easily turn into clutter and a constant overwhelming mess. Our table, like I have said many times, it can become a dumpster fire drop zone if we let it. And any flat surfaces that we do have can still become drop zones as well. So I do just kind of want to share what works for us in the living room, what systems help us keep the clutter at bay and have brought us to this point where I feel we have a pretty uncluttered living room. The first is having purposeful storage. Our closet, our buffet are two examples of that. And then our bookshelf where we keep shoes. These are all just spaces that are very purposeful storage. I try not to make them places where I shove all the things I'm trying to hide. Again, we do that on occasion, but I try to keep the storage purposeful. And I think that's important in high traffic areas where we do tend to keep a lot of different things that we access often. Keeping a lot of things in baskets is a way to have purposeful storage and also a way to keep things out of sight that might not have like a very obvious home otherwise. So we keep toys in a basket. We keep the shoes in baskets. Baskets are our friend around here. And then just having less furniture makes the space feel less cluttered. Even though we have a pretty big room, we really probably have less living room furniture than we've ever had in this space. And probably the most important thing is the system that works for us to keep the space uncluttered. And it is pretty straightforward. This space can look like a bit of a train wreck after a day of play. But the most important thing is that we keep the living room cleanup as part of our kind of nightly cleanup. Do we tidy up before the very end of the day? Sometimes, yes, because I can't really stand to walk around on complete mess in this room. But if nothing else, it is part of our kind of nightly tidy that we do, which is mostly dealing with dishes for most of the time. And then we spend about five to 10 minutes in the living room, just picking things up, putting them back where they belong, folding up the nugget to make it back into our ottoman. <laughs> and just taking things out of the room that aren't supposed to be there and putting them back in the room that they belong. Whoever is not on bedtime duty that night, that is who does that nighttime tidy. So it rotates between my husband and I. And even when it does look messy in here, it really does take all of five to 10 minutes to tidy it up. So that's what works for us in the living room. And I think I have said more than anyone could ever hope to say about a living room, but I hope that you've enjoyed being invited into mine and I hope it's been a good companion into rethinking your space or just tidying it up a little bit or even jumping off into a full-on declutter of the space. But let's take one last moment together to talk about contentment. I love our living room. I think it is beautiful. Like I said, I am proud of it. We moved in here and we really did transform it with just some paint and new floors. But I also need you to know that our couch was free off of buy nothing. Our table, like I said, it was secondhand. We bought it for $150 from the previous owners of this house. 
And it's not the perfect style table that I would pick, but it was inexpensive. It is nice, solid wood, and it will last us probably forever if we take care of it. The buffet is also old and free, and the actual room itself was wood paneling that we painted, and we still have an old-fashioned 70s drop ceiling in here. I think I mentioned that before. And I really need to figure out how to wipe down my brick fireplace that looks like it has years and years of soot built up on it. The light fixtures are 70s style as well, and we will replace them eventually. Same with the ceiling tiles, but that's something that we'll do as we have it in the budget, as we save up for it. I love this space, not because it's perfect or expensive or fancy and updated or free of plastic bright colored toys. I love it because we take care of it. We've made it our own. We keep it mostly uncluttered. And I also love the people who make messes here. And I love the time that we spend together in this space. So by all means, please do not use this episode where I like described our living room as a way to feel less about yours for whatever reason, or as a way to just feel like overwhelmed by yours or to compare your living room to what I shared of mine, even though you can't actually see it, but maybe whatever you're making it out to be in your head. I say that because I think anytime someone else shares a system or a way that things work or a room that they love in their home, I think it can be an easy thing to do to just compare if we feel less in love with our space and we feel like our space needs some work or some decluttering. I just want to encourage you that contentment makes all the difference in how you feel in your space. Of course, decluttering will make a huge difference, but on top of that, contentment. Just living in this space, spending so much time in here every day and really enjoying our time in this space has had me overlooking our not very cute drop ceiling. And honestly, I don't even notice the light fixtures anymore either. When we first moved in here, that was like the eyesore, the only thing I thought about. Happiness, contentment in your space, it is not found in a completely updated room or even a bigger space. It is not found in new furniture. And all of those things can be really nice. Like there's nothing wrong with it if that's the direction you're going. And if you are planning a remodel or you are getting a new couch, like things need replaced sometimes. And that's great too. All I'm trying to say is (laughs) I hope you'll end this episode thinking about what you're grateful for in your living room or dining area, since we kind of talked about both. I've heard it said that your home works hard for you, and I can imagine that this space probably works hard for you as ours does for us. So I hope you'll end this episode again with gratitude and also with just maybe some brainstorming on how you can show this space even more love by using what you currently have and maybe by letting go of some things, making more space for it. Minimalism should not be about getting a room to a place where you see it as perfect, whether that's perfectly updated, perfectly uncluttered. It's about deciding what isn't working, what is taking up your space and time that doesn't need to be there and making your space efficient and cozy and peaceful for your family. Old furniture, mismatched, thrifted, gifted to you for your wedding 27 years ago, old drop ceilings, wood paneling walls, carpeting that maybe isn't your favorite, a tone of wood that is no longer in style, those things are all welcome here. 
And those things are less of a problem when we make our space uncluttered, usable, cozy, and let it shine for what it is. It's easier to look past those things that we might not prefer whenever the space is cozy to begin with because it is uncluttered and it is full of the things that we actually use and not the excess. I hope you cozy up in your less cluttered living room tonight or let your kids play without stressing out because you're going to tidy it up easily in 10 minutes later because you've cut the toys in half, whatever it looks like for you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode because that is finally all I have on the subject of living rooms. If you did enjoy it, I hope you would share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or wherever you like to share things. I am grateful for you for doing that. And thank you for being here and listening in. As always, I am so glad you're here. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.